Hello there, I'm Gemma Hunt and thanks for listening to this podcast from the Church of England. This podcast has been created to inspire and encourage you to take a little time to reflect on generosity. Generosity is at the heart of our faith and the generosity we show is testament to our lived out faith and our generous God. If you found this series at harvest time, many of us will already be coming together to share generosity in our churches, Christian communities and beyond. But wherever and whenever this finds you, the message is the same. You can live generously right now. In this series, I'm sharing inspiring stories from Christian communities across the country plus ideas on how you can take them forward in your own part of the world. Today, meet Andy. He had a strange introduction to his role as rector. I'm Reverend Andy Hartrop and I'm the rector of two village churches in northwest Leicestershire, Ipstock and Heaser. So I became rector of these two villages just over a year ago in March 2020. There's been a very different year from what we might have expected because of the pandemic, but I've had a great welcome from everybody and we're glad to be here. It was tough to try and find ways of operating, trying to get to know people a bit as best you can by telephone and the occasional you know, tea party in someone's garden with a few people and using email, uh, but we were keen to get stuck in as best as we could. Andy needn't have worried about settling in, even if it was a while before he could meet everybody in person. He had a warm welcome from lifelong church member, Marion Simpson. I've been a member of Ibstock St Dennis forever, ever since I was born. So I have, yes, christening, everything, weddings. And so I've been part of it, Sunday school, church choir, progress to whatever else I do. <laughs> when Andrew came, and yes, obviously it's been very difficult, but we held some uh, small tea parties at the church warden's house to welcome him. So sort of half a dozen people at a time came and met him then. And it, then it's been tough for him, but there we go. And the thing that Andy really noticed coming new to the community during a pandemic was the spirit of generosity towards one another and the willingness to connect and support one another regardless. Well, I've been very struck by the love and the care and the way that people clearly know each other within these two church communities uh, and have wanted to do as much as possible to help each other. So that's been very striking, not just a welcome for my wife and I, but you pick up on these signs that people are looking out for one another in very practical ways. They're praying for one another and they're grateful for whatever spiritual input I've been able to help to provide as well. So there's been a real desire to keep each other going, which is a very striking thing. And I'm very grateful for that. One of the things is, is keeping in touch with each other, albeit that it's by phone. And also each week, Andy produces a church service, which is emailed out to everyone on the electoral roll, which has been lovely. That's been really good. Well, there we are. We were back in March 2020 and suddenly the lockdown and quickly you become aware that different churches are, are trying different things. 
So what can I do to help to feed people spiritually and nurture them and help people to worship? Well, let's do worship at home every Sunday. And so I decided to produce uh, each Friday it comes out a service sheet which people can read through at home with uh, loved ones or in one way or another. And that is emailed out to about 55 email addresses. And then some people print off copies and distribute them through the front door of other people. That's probably another 20, 25 or so. So actually through this weekly service, Worship at Home, I would say we're reaching more people than would have been the regular in-person attendance from what I can tell. So that's what we do, put that out week by week. It's a simple service with a couple of hymns, some prayers, some Bible readings, a written talk from me, the Lord's Prayer, and finish with the grace. And it's a resource for people to use, preferably sometime on the Sunday. Not doesn't have to be at the same time exactly. It's for people to use at home as suits their circumstances. It may seem like a simple thing to do, to reach beyond the church building, to offer comfort, hope, faith and connection through God during turbulent times. But this act of generosity needed volunteers to make it work. Some people are looking out for friends or they're letting me know if such and such would like to join in the service. So they're involved in, in that way. And then there are I say, a few people who take the initiative to print it out and distribute it through people's doors. So there's a smallish number of people involved in that way, not a large number. And in the way generosity has of snowballing, this Worship at Home style service inspired Marion to do something extraordinary herself. This leads up to having the service. We had split up the electoral roll into a group of people that we, each of us, one or two of them, maybe five or six, and we would make sure we kept in touch. So we, we would ring them. And one of mine was a gentleman who is partially sighted, in fact, really quite bad. Single gentleman in his 80s who loves going to church, lives on his own, no family. When I spoke to him, I said, would you like me to read it to you? And he said, oh, that would be lovely if it's no trouble. So I said, not at all. So we make it a regular time, 11 o'clock on a Sunday, as if we're going to church. And my husband's next to me and I read it to him. It I didn't think of it as a big thing, but then we have a little chat as well and it keeps him in touch and he enjoys it and he does enjoy the service and we always make comments and says, oh, that's a lot to think about. Oh, you know, didn't know that. So we have chats in between as well. <laughs> I did try singing the hymns once, but that he said, no, thank you, Mary, and that doesn't work. <laughs> Although I'm a singer, but it didn't work at all. So we just read through the hymns. And he joins in then whenever whenever we can. And I also now, I print it off, but I enlarge it for him because I realise he could see a little bit with a magnifying glass. So he now has the service as well that he can look at afterwards, and but he can join in with things whenever he can, which is lovely. I've got to know him more than I did know him, to be honest. I mean, he's always been there and I've always known him because he was in a male voice choir and I, I'm in choirs as well. But yeah, so, um, and it's been lovely. I shall miss that. 
It's remarkable how two people who'd been in the same church community all their lives have become friends as a result of this simple act of generosity. And it's left Marion reflecting on the power of this shared generous spirit to do wonderful things. We're a church like that, really. And I think, Andy, when when we're all together, you will eventually realise that even more than he does now, that we do keep an eye on each other. And we do, I think, because we're a village church, we know people. I mean, we have new ones, and then we get to know them as well. And you know when somebody's not very well, and you, and you make sure they're all right. So it's, it's knowledge, it's a lot of uh, familiarity and knowledge and experience over all these years, to be honest, getting to know people. I mean, now things have eased off a bit. I can go to another friend, a member of the church, and I go and have a cup of tea with her, you know, and, and these things are, they don't seem much at the time, but they're all very important, aren't they? They really are. And they're little things. They don't cost money. They don't cost anything. It's just important. That way, it's encouraged more contact and people have been able to perhaps be a bit more open about their needs, which helps us to go deeper with one another. But it's also the case that there's there's a, clearly a lot of frustration for people that we've not been able to get together in person. And so there is a yearning that we can move on. But I think that will mean that we can build on what we've been learning. So that won't be lost. The weekly service sheet going out by email, as I keep saying to people, I very much want this to continue, even when we've resumed in-person services, because there are plenty of people who are housebound, who are not able to get out on a Sunday, and some people who can't come regularly to the service anyway. So this is, that will continue is out. It means more work, but that's fine, because it's an important way of feeding and nurturing people's faith in God. Even if the pandemic brought some terribly difficult times, it's highlighted to Andy the power generosity has to reach more people with God's love. That's something he looks set to take forward. Let's hope those tea parties are back again for good. Getting to know his new church family, Andy says he's always thinking about how gestures and generosity are impacting and connecting people. He's hoping that the church can start to use social media more to reach younger members of the congregation and spread the spirit of generosity to more places when it matters. For me, as a, as a Christian, uh, it's a great word, generosity, and it, it's our response to God's generosity. So it's not something that we have to drum up from deep inside or dredge up against our nature. God has been so kind, so generous to us. And the, the Christian word for that is grace. God's pouring out his riches, even though, even though we deserve the opposite. God is gracious, pouring out his generous love, especially through Jesus dying on the cross. So generosity starts from God, and it's our response back to God and sharing with one another. That's what generosity means. For Marion, the pandemic brought home the power of keeping in touch. She meets with friends on Zoom for a weekly Bible study and has reflected upon the impact small acts can have in helping each other handle life's ups and downs. God gave me the life I have. God has helped me through it. One or two very tough moments. And generosity comes from other people as well. They're generous to you in, not financially, not talking money, I'm talking in their giving of themselves. And I think 
generosity is also giving of yourself where you can not in massive ways not you're not going to get a damehood or knighthood or whatever for it is you're just there it comes from god and you know you've got god's support in whatever life throws at you and it can throw you some curveballs i'll tell you but there we go that's that's life The little things really can make a big difference, can't they? From information sharing to a cup of tea or a phone call or sharing worship together. What can you do to make a difference to someone today? It was with a generous spirit that Marion and the rest of the congregation welcomed Andy and supported their new rector in getting to know his new home and church family. Even though he couldn't undertake a grand induction during the pandemic, the generosity with which Ibstock and Heather welcomed Andy helped him understand their needs better. He learned that asking everyone to move on to technology like Zoom would have excluded some members of his community. So he generously sought to take God's love to places where it was missed via other means. The time and energy volunteers put into printing, emailing or distributing the weekly service was amplified with personal checkups on people's well-being. How might you find a way to build a deeper connection with someone you see regularly? Are there people you see often that you could open up a new conversation with? I've often noticed how people can show up in your lives at the right time. Perhaps someone you know will welcome the chance to find a friend somewhere they did not expect it. Take an extra few minutes to talk one day and see what happens. Perhaps, like Marion, it's someone you've known all your life. You can find more inspiration, ideas and materials to live generously on our website www.churchofengland.org slash generosityweek There you'll find more podcasts about the wonderful generosity in our church communities, as well as daily reflections and activities to help you live out God's generosity in your own life. I'm Gemma Hunt. Thank you very much for listening. God bless.